is still whispered down through history and echoed through these halls and tell me that love is going to conquer all. We live in a world that's whacked and jacked, don't we? We live in a world where hatred abounds, where death and, and, and so much horribleness is happening. And in that world that has been cursed since Adam and Eve first fell in the Garden of Eden, what this world needs is more of the love of our God. Would y'all agree with that? And we need to be giving that love out. It is God's revealed will that we be the revelation of his love, that we be giving his love, that it flow through his church, that it flow through every promiser, that it flows at your house and through your neighborhood and where you work, that you carry the grace and the love and the mercy of God as an ambassador of him. All of us that are born again, we share, we carry that love. And I'm going to tell you where sin abounds, the scripture says, grace does much more abound. We live in a, in a culture where sin is abounding all around us. Is that right? And in the midst of all the death and all the darkness, in the midst of all the horribleness, when we shine the light of God's love, it burns brighter and farther than ever before. It's so clearly seen. What an incredible opportunity that we have today. In, at Faith Promise Church, what an incredible opportunity we have to make an impact and to share the love and the goodness of God. Welcome all nine of our campuses. So great to see you guys. God behind bars, thrilled. Farragut, keep rocking over there. It's incredible what God is doing. Uh, this is a move of God. If you're brand new, you're just visiting or you haven't been around long and you've just been to a campus, if you could just travel nine weeks in a row and see all of the campuses and all of what God is doing. No man could orchestrate this. Man, this is a, this is a work, a move of God. Would y'all agree with that? Man, this is a God deal. It's a God deal. So we're moving in. Many of you will understand this terminology. Other of you will before it's over. We're moving into what we call the heart for the harvest season. Uh, and we're going to begin tomorrow with a 14-day fast. Now, you don't have to fast all 14 days. You could. You could fast 14 days or seven days or three days or one day. You could fast breakfast or lunch or dinner each day and spend that time in prayer. You could fast for some other things. But we, we read Isaiah 58, if you would, the first day of your fast. And see the kind of fast that God calls for. And that we are going to set aside this time to seek the heart and the mind of God for Faith Promise Church. Because in reality, the reason that I could say welcome to all nine campuses this morning is because of the Heart for the Harvest offering that we take every year. Because we give sacrificially every weekend, but once a year we really rallied. Last year it was $2 million that we gave on one weekend. And as we, amen, that's right, give the Lord praise. And because of that, we're able to pay debt off. Because of that, we're able to build all of our campuses. Because of that, we can build the inner city Knoxville swimming pool or the, the, the playground at Emerald, U, at Emerald School, a charter school downtown, didn't have a playground. We're able to say, hey, we're going to build a playground. They said, we're going to call it the playground of promise because Faith Promise is building that playground. So we... And we we get to do that because of what we do, and it's in, it's in two weekends, 
and so that's why we get to do, because of the Heart for the Harvest offering. And so we're excited about that. And what we want to do in this weekend and next weekend and the last weekend is we are sort of re, re-envisioning, reimagining our mission. And so, so you've probably seen it already, but this is our new sort of mission statement. At Faith Promise, we exist to help real people with real problems find real love. Now, if you've been to church much, the real people should jump out at you. Because in America, in the late 20th and early 21st century, we've learned to dress up and look really good at church, haven't we? We've learned to come in and play a role and then go home and live our normal, natural lives. So we, cut, we just say around here, raw and real all the time. So it's about real people with real problems. All guys chilling got problems. Real problems. And instead of acting like we're perfect, come on. We know your marriage is not perfect. We keep your kids in FP Kids. We know your kids are not perfect. <laughs> come on. Your name's on the screen. You got to go get them. Why? Because they're bad. (laughs) And so don't walk in like America's first family, like we got it all together. Why would we lie? We know we don't. Isn't that right? Real people with real problems, finding the real love. And in this culture, my mercy, do we need the real love of God today? And so you'll see that all over. Give him praise. Amen. Now... Since last year, 50 weeks ago or 49 weeks ago, many of you have prayed about what God wanted me to do next year. Well, next year is here, and some of you know, others of you are still seeking as what God would have you do or your family do, you know, how God would work in that. And so that's why we, we ask people to engage in some form of fast in these, week, these next two weeks leading up to the offering that again will be in two weeks. We just ask God to speak to you. God, what do you want me to do? What do you want my family to do? What better way to hear from God than to spend extra time in prayer? And so if you fast lunch, don't work through lunch. Go get in your car, go to the, go to the park, go somewhere and spend that time in prayer. Now, in every chair, there's an offering envelope at all of our campuses. I want to encourage you to take that envelope home and put it on the refrigerator, the gathering spot at your house. Just put it on the refrigerator, and then at mealtime, take it off, especially if you have kids, and discuss with your kids what the heart for the harvest is all about. Because when we take the offering, tons of kids, they'll bring their piggy banks, they'll bring their penny collections, they'll bring all that in. Because, see, let me, let me, let me, let me sort of catch it this way. Would, would y'all agree that, that there are a lot of people that struggle with generosity? Now, all the church wants is my money, which is code for I hate to give. So whenever somebody looks at you and says, all the church wants my money, say, no, what you really meant is you hate to give. Right? That's just what everybody, all the church wants my money, excuse, it's code word is I'm greedy and selfish and stingy, and I don't want to give any of my money. Does that make sense? So, and the, the, let me tell you the people that don't have a problem giving, those whose moms and dads were generous, and they taught you to give when you were young. So some of you say, I wish my parents would have taught me to give, to teach me to hoard. So take that envelope and put it in your, put it, you know, at the table when you pray and say, hey, this is our heart for the harvest. Our family is praying about what we want to do and begin to, to inject generosity because, listen, stingy people are sad people and generous people are happy people. 
And it doesn't matter if, 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 if you get, it doesn't matter if you give a, a dollar, but if that's sacrificial, man, people, God loves generous, God's heart's generous, and so we want to teach our kids, amen? So as we think about in this series, reimagining our vision, our mission, what God wants us to do, we're going to take a look a little inwardly, because you got to look inwardly before you can look outwardly, before we can look at others. We must first be people that are real authentic, that, that, that are not afraid to express our real problems and experience the real love of God before we can believe that God could do that in other people. We have, to, we have to be storytellers. We have to already have experienced that. Does that make, does that make sense? Because you can't believe God to do it in someone else if God hasn't done it in you. Now, the problem with, with authenticity, the problem with real problems is in the core of who we are, deep within your DNA, is the DNA of a poser. See, it's, you, we're all born that way. Because since Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, go back to Genesis 3, they sinned. The first thing they did was cover up and hide themselves. The second thing they did was run from God and hide behind a bush. Cover themselves, hide from each other. Number two, hide from God. Cover me from you, hide from God. Does that, make, does that sound familiar? Cover who I am, run and hide from God. Don't let anybody know the real me, run and hide from God. So we have got, we've got millennia of posing. Are y'all with me? Posing. That's why we say real people, authentic people who are, who are not afraid. And today now, we've been running from God so long, we've got designer fig leaves. Man, they make us look good. And we have gotten so good at wearing a mask, no one can tell anymore. You said they talked about hypocrites in church. A hypocrite is an actor. The, the, the root, the, that's where the word hypocrite came from. It's the Shakespearean time when, they would, when the actors would put a mask up in front and hold it. That's what a hypocrite are. And in church, we got good at wearing masks. At home, we get good at wearing masks. At school and where we, where we work, we get so good at wearing a mask, we're not quite sure who we really are. Is this, does this sound familiar? And so what happens? We get good at being fake. Man, we fake our identities on Facebook, don't we? Come on. Man, you look at someone else's Facebook and you say, God, man, why can't we be like them? If you could just turn their camera shot this far, the other half of the kitchen is full of dirty dishes. It took them four hours to get their rotten kid to quit screaming so they could get one good shot to pose it on Facebook. You know, say, my kid never does like that. Neither does theirs. All of them crap in their diapers. All of them cry. Come on. My goodness, we look at other people, why well, well, can't? See, we're good at posing. We're good at faking on Facebook. We're posers on Instagram. We've got our framed and filtered and fabricated so that we will make the world think we've got it all together. Do we have it all together? No. No. I got a call a few months ago from, I think it's CMT, Country Music Television Station. Is that right? CMT, okay, I'm not a country guy, so I don't, I don't know that. They wanted, I'm not kidding, they want to do a reality show on my family. I'm not kidding, country music call, 
And they said, and we've always said, if you can, they said, we want, and so Micah, whoa, come on, dad, baby, let's do it. I said, are you crazy? I'd be fired after the first week. If people could look into our house, come on, they believe we're spiritual. Let's let them think that. Dang. See, we're good at posing, aren't we? Come on, be real. It's in our DNA. Matter of fact, but we're not really fooling about at the end of the day. The top three websites that are causing more people mental, mental health problems, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. See, the world is full of fake and false. Matter of fact, the scripture said not only is the world full of fake and the false, but the world is full of fake, fake apostles and fake prophets and fake teachers that are not teaching the truth of the word of God, but they're teaching lies. Does this make sense? So we're warned all the way from Genesis, all the way through the great revelation at the end of the 66th book of the Bible. Second Peter, the whole chapter of chapter two of Second Peter is really about, it's, a, it's about false prophets, false teachers. They are springs or wells without water. They are mist or clouds driven by storm from whom the black darkness has been reserved. See, the, 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 there is a greater level of wrath that will fall on people who have led people astray. This is one of the great fears of mine, to never teach erroneously the scripture. Does that make sense? Great fear, because I will stand to a greater level of accountability. For speaking out arrogant words, this is the American culture, of vanity they entice by fleshly desires, by sensuality. Does that, does that sound like today? And that's the deal. Those who barely escape from the ones who live in error. He said they are, they are springs or wells without water. They are clouds that don't give rain. Now you can imagine on a dry Judean day that you go to the well and you drop your bucket and you hear it hit a dusty dry bottom. Or it's a hot day and the ground is cracked open, gasping for water, how the ground cracks, and you see the storm clouds, but they pass and they don't drop any rain. That's what the Bible says about false prophets and teachers. They're wells without water, they're, st- they're clouds that don't give any rain. And that's how the world looks at the church and looks at the average Christian, and that's what they say about us. We are wells that are dry, we are clouds that don't give rain. And in many times, that's, that's true, isn't it? It really is. Churches that don't engage the culture. Churches that aren't out, that aren't out meeting needs and Christians who are so, so selfish. L- listen, there is no such thing as a spirituality, a maturity of depth in your soul that's all about you. Are you with me? The more mature you are, the more other-itis you have developed. The more you look outside, the more you want to care about others. A, a spirit, and listen, the American church is totally inwardly focused. It's about me, teach me, give me, help me, serve me, bless me, do something for me. And if you don't do enough for me, I'll go to another church. Are y'all with me? Listen, if everybody came that has been here in the last 22 years, we could fill up Neyland Stadium every weekend. What happens? Well, I need some more. I got to have more of this and I got to have more of that. Any spirituality that leads away from evangelism, that leads away from other itis, is not a Jesus kind of spirituality. So does that make sense? And so, so we become fake and false teachers, teases, posers, 
promising much but delivering ever so little. Especially in a culture when people are desperate for something authentic, something real, something true, something that they can anchor on to. Does that make sense? Our world is looking for that. They're craving for that, but they're looking for love in all the wrong faces. They're looking for love in too many places. And so that's what's going on in our world. So what do we need to do? We need to surround ourselves with real people that are authentic, that are real, that are not mask wearers, real people who need to do what God says that we are supposed to do, which is care and share and be a blessing to other people. We need to be people of faith, and people of faith are about loving and caring. That's why we call this church Faith Promise. We are promisers walking by faith. We are people of faith that believe the promises of God. Does that make sense? And we need to acknowledge, hey, this, this world's not perfect. This world is full of problems. They're all around us. Natural disasters, like we saw last month, racism. I love it when people say, well, hey, we've elected a black, a black president. Therefore, there's no more racism in America. Have you been outside? My goodness, racism, violence. Violent attacks, fights, violent protests, sexual assaults, human trafficking, poverty, hunger, devastation, and destruction that is all around the world, but it is right here in our backyard. A news story came out last Tuesday of a, of a, of a human trafficking ring that was busted, uh, the, 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 uh, an arrest was made at the Cedar Bluff Holiday Inn. Not Botswana. Not Las Vegas, not Chicago, right here in our own backyard, a young woman who'd been missing for two years from North Carolina was found there. Folks, we got to wake up. The Bible says, rise up, O sleeper, wake up, wake up, wake up. I believe faith promises a sleeping giant. God's doing some great things. We, just was, we were listed in Outreach Magazine a couple of weeks ago, the 69th largest church in America. And so good, great, but listen, we've just begun, Faith Promise. Man, we are just starting the race. We are going to make it hard to go to hell. We are going to win more people. We are going to move. It's happening right here in front of us. That's why God put this church 22 years ago, not in one location, but now in nine locations, going to 19 locations. Again, it's why we do Heart for the Harvest. It matters. It matters. Heart for the Harvest matters because real people need to experience the real love of God. People that are having real problems need to know God's love is permanent. It is perfect. It is sacrificial. It is selfless. It is not self-serving. It is other-serving. It is substitutionary. The love that walked up a lonely hill called the Via Della Rosa, the way of sorrows, carrying our cross and our sins and our shame and our pain, publicly hung on a cross on Golgotha, the plate of the skull, and gave up his life. And one of his last words is, Father, forgive him. That kind of love the world needs to know still exists, and it's right here at Faith Promise Church. Come on, somebody. And that is the deal. See, real love is accepting, and real love is welcoming. Not people who just look like you or live in your neighborhood or cut their hair like you or dress like you. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody welcomed and loved. 
Many people do not go to church because they have been to church. And they weren't welcomed, they weren't loved, they weren't cared for, they had a tat, they had a piercing, they weren't dressed right, they weren't, they, you know, they didn't, they sit in somebody's seat, God forbid. <laughs> you sitting in, I mean, come on. I don't see anybody's names on those chairs. Those are God's chairs. Amen? See, we are real people with real problems finding real love. Does that make sense? That's what God has called us. And so to be, to be this kind of people, authentic, real, that we're not afraid. Hey, man, I'm just, it's, it's really honestly one of the things that people love about Faith Promise Church. Because, see, I don't want to present a model in my life that you can't live up to. I don't have a perfect marriage. You can't believe how often Michelle blows it. Uh, <laughs> I don't have perfect kids. I have Micah. <laughs> and Zach said, Daddy, you got three kids. You're batting 333. Faith and Micah, not very good, but I, I am the good son. So, I mean, real, just authentic. See, and I, what I try to do is just, is, is honestly, just live out openly so you know. That guy's not perfect. I can be like him. Paul said, imitate me. I imitate Christ. And so that's what I try to do is your pastor love you. See, if we're going to be real people, then we need a real faith. And a real faith is a giving faith. It's a going faith. It's a growing faith. It's a fruitful faith. God, would you so move this weekend at every campus? Would you ignite illumination? Would you give an impartation of gifts in the Holy Spirit? Would you give us a fresh revelation of your love, God? Would you just wash us with waves of love as people are sitting at every campus this weekend? Would you pour out your glory? God, would you help us peel off and throw away the masks and get raw and real and, and let people know we have real problems and together experience your real love, God, that we're a community of Christ followers who have not achieved perfection, but we bow and worship a perfect God with all your, your beauty and your awe and your wonder, God. Let that flood our hearts and minds. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, Amen. man, that's what God wants to do. Amen. Give him praise. Wow. Now, if you're on the Bible reading plan with us, Jeremiah 28 was a week ago, and I think it was on a Monday. And Jeremiah is dealing with a false prophet. His name is Hananiah. And, and Jeremiah has already prophesied that God is going to come in and wipe Israel out because they're worshiping Baal and Ashram. They have forsaken God, and God is going to move in. Well, there's been a first wave of attack by Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonians from the north, and that's the attack that took out, that took out Daniel. Meshach, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego took him and all their friends to that. They're going to come back for two more waves. They're going to level Jerusalem. They're going to destroy the temple. They're going to take all the articles of the house of God back to Babylon. And in the midst of that, after the first wave, Hananiah stands up and says, I've got a message from God. In two years, the, Roy, the king and everybody's going to be released. All the people are coming back, and Jerusalem is not going to be wiped out. Jeremiah, I don't know where he's getting his message, but Jeremiah is just wrong. And so Jeremiah stands up in the midst of that and begins to address that. And can I tell you, there are time to time when people say things about faith promise like it's not deep enough. Your friends tell you that. Come on, be real. I know they, see, what the problem is this. 
that when churches are not growing, look at us and we're growing, either something is wrong with us or something is wrong with them. And it can't be them. So they say faith promises, easy believism. They don't really preach the whole gospel over there. You know, they don't, they, they don't do that. They, they, you know, we, you gotta come to our church because you get more at our church. Well, if we were getting more, wouldn't more people want it? And so, man, I just gotta be honest with you, man. It just, it just grieves me as people leave. Well, we just need more. Well, do you need more prayer? How about a personal growth plan? How about are you on your face before God? How about are you, are you a storyteller? How about are you, are you involved? Are you with me? We want it deeper. There's nothing deeper than on your face before God asking for revival and be a soul winner. There's not anything more, more faithful than serving God in his house and leading, being a part of a small group and being raw and real and saying, hey, let's make an impact. Don't let the devil suck you out of here because you'll be promised something more somewhere else. Does this make sense? Come on. We have filled churches up. In, in Knoxville, filled them up. Why? Because people come, they get saved, and they think, we, we really want more. Well, where does more come from? See, more comes from, I want more for me. And my question is, what about more for people that are far from God? Is anybody with me on that? See, that's why you're here, because we're willing to, we're willing to give and live for people that are not yet born again. And so Jeremiah addresses Hananiah. This is what Jeremiah says. Jeremiah said to the prophet Hananiah, the prophet, listen now, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you. You've been smoking crack. That's what it says in Hebrew. <laughs> Lord has not sent you. You have made this people trust a lie. This keeps me up at night. I want you to understand something. There's nothing that scares me more than leading you astray and having to stand accountable before God for that. That's why you got to go back and check me. You got to be like the Bereans, man, who studied the scripture to see if the things that Paul said were true. Amen? Listen, don't, you're not going to stand before God. And well, that's what Chris said. God's going to say, but what about what I said? Chris must decrease that Christ may increase. So this is what he says. This is what he says. Listen now, Hannah, the Lord hasn't sent you. you. And you made the people trust and lie. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I'm about to remove you from the face of the earth. I'm killing you. I'm going to kill you because you're leading my people astray. That's, what, that's the pressure. That's the accountability of spiritual leaders. This year, you're going to die because you have counsel rebellion against the Lord. So Hananiah the prophet died the same year in the seventh month. See, man, we are serious we're not ever going to tickle the ears of believers so that people will stay. We are never going to. The Bible says in the end times they will heap up teachers that will tickle their ears. They will tell people what they want to hear because we like the masks and we like it to be about us. I tell people all the time, the only way you can build a church that's going to win the loss is care for people that are not there. And pastors tell me, but my people don't care then beat them with a bat. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't look. I, I just, it's just ridiculous what happens in churches. See, we're real people. Amen? We got real problems, and we know where the real love of God is. And so we're not going to play games. And so it's hard for the harvest. And I'm, Jesus said, Come die with me. Come die with me. And so I'm just challenging you to a higher level of, of a walk with God. 
Man, what are you going to do in two weekends? What are you going to sacrifice? What are you going to bring in that offering? What are you going to What are you going to give to the Lord that's a sacrifice from you so that we can reach more people? Michelle and I, man, I prayed about a number for months that I thought God would be one of the biggest gifts we've ever given. I mean, what, I pray every day, Lord, let me give $100,000 this year. I haven't hit that yet, but man, I'm, I, I, we love to give. Does that make sense? We just love to give. Now, that's what I believe. I believe there's an Isaiah 61 anointing on us. I, I really do. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The Spirit of God is upon Faith Promise Church. Do y'all agree with that? People are being saved. He's on me. Why? Because the Lord has anointed me to bring the good news. God's blessing is on us, not for us, but it is so that we can get the good news out. Does that make sense? You're never blessed just to consume. You are blessed to be a blessing. He said, we're going to bring good news to the afflicted. You think there's any afflicted here this weekend? You think there's afflicted in the million, 10,000 people that live in the nine-county area? They're afflicted with everything you can imagine. That's why I can't wait to open the inner city Knoxville campus of Faith Promise Church. Get right down there amongst it. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Y'all guys know anybody brokenhearted? My mercy with us to proclaim liberty to the what? captives. Hey, God behind bars, can I tell you something? You love and serve God right there. He can change that parole board's mind. He can change that judge's mind. He can, listen, he can set you free. And even if he doesn't, God will use you at God behind bars. You'll walk in joy and victory. And we're preaching release to the captives. That's God's anointing on us. Anointing to see people set free. Woo! Freedom. I love it. And freedom to the prisoner. Proclaim the favor. Do we know anybody that's captivated that, that, that's, that's with, with porn or lust or drugs or greed or affluence? Come on. To proclaim the favor of the year of the Lord. This is the year of our God. 2017. Wow. And the vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. We've got some people mourning. We're a community. We're reality. We weep with those that weep. We rejoice with those that rejoice. When good things happen, we high five. When bad things happen, like one of our faithful members, Alan Mulholland, who a train ran through his workshop last night. Texted him in the middle of the night and said, man, a train just came off the tracks and then skipped, destroyed my shop. I don't have a place to work. Everything I was working on was destroyed. Last night. And listen, when crap happens, we love people through it. Amen? We walk with people through it. When good things happen, we high five and we celebrate. To, give, to grant garland to those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of a spirit, instead of mourning, the mantle of praise uh, uh, of a spirit of, instead of a spirit of fainting. Why does God give us that anointing? Why? So that we will glorify him. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that God may be glorified. God doesn't want to grow a scrub tree in you. God wants a mighty oak to come out of you. God wants to grow you into great things. God wants to use us to see people change. Why? That he may be glorified. The reason God blesses you is so you'll share your story and you'll give God all the glory. Does this make sense? <sighs> Glad I got that out. So what are you going to do in two weekends? Seek, seek God with us and fast with us. Seek what God would have you to do. 
Now listen, because God is opening up doors, the re, and, and the last few years, man, you guys have been so generous. That's why we planted all of our campuses. That's why we were able to open Farragut two months ago. That's why we were open God Behind Bars this year, our number two campus in Morgan County Correctionals, asking us for two more God Behind Bars campuses already. So they're already, they're saying, we need you multi-site in Morgan County because those guys are separated. And there are groups of guys that can never be with other groups of guys. And so they said, we want three campuses of God behind bars in Morgan County. We want inner city Knoxville. We planted a campus in India. We planted a campus in Costa Rica. We planted a campus in South Africa. We're digging wells in Africa. We're taking care of orphans in Haiti. We're ministering to people that are struggled through, through, through all kind of natural disasters. Because of the Heart for the Harvest offering, we are touching around the world in the name of Jesus. But here's, amen. Here's the deal. We live in a broken world, and all of us were born broken. You're not jacked up because your mother dropped you too many times. You're jacked up because you were born jacked up. All of sin and come short of the glory of God. We're all born broken. And the amazing, the incredible, scandalous deal is God loves us anyway. Why? Because we're so lovable? No, because he chose to. That's the goodness of God. No reason, just because God's good. And if you're ready to begin a relationship with this God, if you're ready to have him forgive you of your sins. See, we said real people. That means, do you have an authentic relationship with God? Not do you go to church or group. Now listen, do you have an authentic relationship with God? Because when you do, you know what real love is all about. If you don't have an authentic relationship, he's ready to begin that today. So with every head bowed, every eye closed. Do you pray with me? We're going to pray out loud this simple confessional prayer. Just pray with me. Say, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Use me. Let me see your real love. Let me make a difference. You died for me. You rose from the grave. Now I will live the rest of my days, my forever for you, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Come on, people just gave their heart to Jesus. Wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now, if you just pray with me, or whether you were online or one of our campuses, if you're online right there, or the rest, if you'll pull a communication card out in front of you in the seat back pocket and just check. I prayed with the, with the pastor. Give us your name, your cell number, your email. We want to follow up. Or maybe you need to follow Lord and Believer's baptism. I'm praying. And listen, we're over 600 baptisms this year already. Six, over 600 baptisms. It's incredible. Incredible. We just watched several people get baptized in this service. At this, at this one campus. It's happening all over. And so if you would check that, or maybe you haven't been to Next Steps. It happens the second weekend at every campus. Check that box. And it's, it's just go ahead and fill those out now as we get ready to receive our, our weekend offering. Now, people have been giving all week. About 70% of all of our promisers give online. Just set it up recurring. That's what Michelle and I do. It's easiest for us, easiest for the church. And so, but some of you, this will be your first time you're scared to death, you've never given, you never tithe, and you're about, to, you're, about to, you're about to give really, honestly, one of the biggest gifts you've ever given to anything beyond your family. And you're stepping out by faith. 
and you're gonna step into an avenue of blessings of God because when you bring your tithe, your 10% into the storehouse, Malachi says, God will open up the wet as a part of blessing such that you cannot contain it. And the people in this room that are most blessed are the people that are faithful financially. Come on, is, is anybody, anybody out there hearing me? Man, that is the deal. And so if you are, I've had people that are givers say, Pastor, just let me tell them. Just let me tell them. If I could just tell them what God does in my life, I said, they'll just think you want their money like they think I do. I can re-preach the sermon or do a new one. So as we get ready to give, and because of your generosity, because of your faithfulness, we're planning campuses, we're seeing God move like never before. We've got momentum and the Spirit of God is breathing His Spirit on us. So as we get ready, God, as we get ready to give to you, Father, we ask that you would receive this, that you would take this, that you would break it and that you would bless it and you would move in glory and power. Have your way as we worship with generosity. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, all God's people said, as our ushers are coming, they're beginning to receive the offering. Don't forget to put the cat, don't forget to put the cards in there. Man, we love you. Has it been good to be in the house of God this weekend? Give God a shout.